Hey, Ben. Hey, Jafer. Uh, while we're waiting for uh, Chris, did you talk to him at all this last week? Uh, it's been really, well, it's never been a conversation. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think I know what you mean. because Every time you talk to him, he just says, uh, snickersnack bitches. Yeah, like, um, I texted him, hey, I'm door dashing some pizza. Uh, did you want anything? And he goes, snickersnack bitches. And I'm all like... Does that mean you want a snack? I don't understand. Yeah, and I asked him the other day. He was he'd been in the bathroom for a long time, and I was like, "Are you going to finish up anytime soon?" I really got to go. And he said, "Snicker snack, bitches." And I don't know if that means Snicker snack, eating... bitches. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Are you, you you good to record? Can we get started? Well, of course. Snicker snack, bitches. All right, um, Chris, here, eat a Snickers. Uh, okay. You're always a diva when you haven't eaten in a while, and you didn't mm. eat any pizza because you didn't mm. respond to the text. Mm. Snickers snack, bitches. I, d- I do feel much better, though. Thank you. Oh, good. Oh, good. All right. <laughs> Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerd Fight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where last week we picked our topic, picked those favorites, and this week we're going to use them to fight to the death or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm just Ben. Just plain Ben. Just plain Ben. Regular, yeah. stupid, boring Ben. Yeah, that the Ben that we uh, have known for how many mm-hmm. episodes are we on? 105, I think. So 115, maybe 115, the, Something. the ben, somewhere in between there, I would argue uh, the Ben mm. that everybody, including your wife, uh, grew to love over a yeah. hundred plus episodes. But then yeah. over the last 10, I've been a better version of Ben and you guys stifled my self-improvement. Um, disagree. Hard, hard disagree. <laughs> Yeah, I I had elevated myself. I had made friends. I had uh, really who are yeah. the friends that you had made? Well, the uh, the the shark, uh, this guy Wesker, uh, this meat dude named Nemesis. Uh, Did you those, say meat um, dude or meat dude? <laughs> Both are applicable. Okay. I mean, yes, I guess technically, yeah, I mean, Nemesis is a pretty meaty dude. Um, Yeah. But those are all bad guys, Ben. You just say that because you never you never got to know them. Um, Nope, I I got to know them plenty of times over and over again. You just ran into the room, shot them with rockets and left, Chris. I hey, I did a I did a casual play through the first time. I don't know any of these people because I never left the lobby of the mansion, but I don't think that matters too much. I like what how does matter. <laughs> Damn it, Chris. Don't interrupt my segue. What does matter 
is the weapons we used along the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> so for you, just lock, just a lockpick. Just lockpicks, yep. yes. <laughs> Gratuitous use of lockpicks. I like how we've stopped making it a reference to Resident Evil, and it's just Resident Evil now. Like, we've placed our podcast in the Resident Evil universe. I believe it's the other way around. Resident Evil is part of our universe. Oh, okay. Like, like the bunker is some... It. Like the the bunker is like a uh, a, a hub between worlds. That's, I mean, that's yeah. probably copyrighted somewhere. What Resident Evil or a hub between worlds? <laughs> yes. Yeah, probably. Stephen King, most likely. I hope so, but I doubt it. He took a while to get there. Yeah, I mean, it, the good thing is if it belongs to Stephen King. He will sell it to us for a dollar. So, Speaking of taking a while to get there, let's get to our first <laughs> round. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the first match is Ben versus Chris. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and reach into this ammo box and pull out a cr- piece of criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's written on the side of a shell. Okay, Ben, what are you, what are you picking? Um, I'm going to take uh, the spear. Okay. Um, yep, yeah, I'll just work my way down the list, I guess. I will start off with the sharpest of blades. Snicker snack, motherfucker. It's the Vorpal Sword. Unguard, you are in Duel of Honor and your opponent selected your weapon. Why will you win the contest? Um, so to so, clarify, is this you are both dueling with your weapon? Yes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, so Ben, mm-hmm. you're in a spear fight with Chris. Chris, you are in a Vorpal Blade fight with Ben. Oh, I, I right. assumed it was a just generic opponent, but if I'm, if I'm spear fighting Chris, I can spear fight Chris. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. No, in fact, that's pr- where, primarily where my uh, argument's going to lay. Uh, I've okay. done a lot of spear fighting, um, <laughs> and so I, f- I feel very comfortable with one. Also, I uh, also feel very comfortable <laughs> judging both of your ability to spear fight, so yeah. this is a great criteria. Uh, okay. But, the one thing that is the most important when uh, <clears throat> showing up to, you know, the to a duel is making sure not only are you prepared for it, but the weapon you have selected is prepared for it. Uh, and one thing you can, you know, if it's broadswords at dawn or pistols at noon or whatever it is, if you're providing your own version you need to make sure that it is the one you are the most comfortable with and also the one that's giving you the biggest advantage. And, uh, well, last week when we all drafted our favorite spears, Chris picked a short spear. Um, so I got the range on him. So I'm feeling pretty good. Mm. Um, I think it's you fair do... to say that you bring a matching pair to a duel. Yeah. <laughs> um, not always. If you've seen the end of Rob Roy, they're fighting with swords, but there's a small sword versus a basket-hilted broadsword. That seems deeply, deeply unfair. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Is okay. it is it my turn? Yeah, so Ben is giving you less of the shaft, Chris, mm-hmm. in his spear okay. in your spear fight duel. I'm just saying that's the one he brought. Okay. That's the that's the one I drafted, but that was because of the interesting name. Um But I mean regardless, I, I won't uh I'll 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 tend to my own argument instead. Um Vorpal swords, they very sharp, right? Yes. It's true. Do you know what vor- vor- Vorpal swords do? Cut off heads. I they believe- go snicker snack. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I have a persistent rumor that they go snicker snack. They go snicker snack and then the head a roll, right? Yep. Um, question for you, Jafer. Right. Who has bigger head, me or Ben? Ben. Ben, ben has a bigger head. Although ben has very, ben, ben has, has very, very big head. Ben has very big head. Yeah, yeah. So that's my argument. Um, Snickersnack, but Ben have very big head. So it's harder to miss. Mm-hmm. Isn't the whole point of the Vorpal blade is that it doesn't miss? Well, if we both start swinging at the same time, mine hits first because his head is bigger. Yes, but by the time uh, it's gone through all of my head. I will have cut your head off. Mm, as long as I start cutting your head off oh, first, yeah, we I both think die, I win the duel. But I, yeah, but I think I, I have that but half I think second. I win- <laughs> <laughs> the half second of knowing <laughs> that you lasted a half second longer. Um, okay. So in Chris's argument, y'all both dead, uh, but Ben survives a half second longer. In... I, I disagree with that, by the way. <laughs> um, no, the, logic's, the logic is sound that if his head is so large that it will surely be hit first, it will also take longer to go through. Well, it, I mean, his, in his, fencing... His neck is not so asymmetrical. <laughs> in fencing, the person who hits first gets the point. In dueling, duel. the person who lives wins. <laughs> so neither of us win. And in Ben's, um, you bring an Ishwa, and Bren- Ben brings a... What did you pick again, Ben? Um, I honestly don't remember. I, I, um, I <laughs> object to this because Ben has, has both given me a shorter spear in his duel and then interfered in my <laughs> argument. And I do not believe that that is uh, a very well, well, gentlemanly Chris, thing Chris, to do. Chris, and so Chris, I would, like, Chris, to, I would like to challenge him to a duel. Okay. O- okay. You're challenging Ben to a duel. Um, I guess when, where, and what weapons? Um, tomorrow? Well, as the person who's challenged, I get to pick weapons. Oh, of course. Okay. Okay, I have a suggestion. Um, mm-hmm. And the where and when will probably tell you what. Um, where? Uh, at the mall. Because there is still a mall attached to the bunker. Yeah. Um, there are no mannequins in it. But there is still a moss. It's a, it's a smaller mall. It's 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 sadder. Um, but I do believe that the robots there begin making Chinese food uh, approximately at noon. And so that is when I would like to challenge you to a duel. And I believe that you now understand, perhaps, what I would like to duel you at. Yes. I believe I understand. You guys gonna wushu spears? Eat orange chicken? Oh no, Ugh, Ben! You know, scholar swords. 
We're gonna we're gonna have a, Ch- we're, gonna have a Chinese, we're gonna have a Chinese food eat off. I mean, you can eat your Chinese food. I'm bringing the spear and the sword. We'll see who wins. Okay. Speaking of who wins, hey Jafar, who won? Fuck. Um, <laughs> we've gone off the rails before, but yeesh. Um, <laughs> so I thought my segue was pretty good. <laughs> so in uh, Chris, in your argument, uh, you you both did. Ben, in your argument, you get some standard spear, and Chris gets an Ishwa. Um, but Ishwa, you don't just fight with an Ishwa; you also have a shield. Mm. You know that's how that's how that rollout. Oh, I goes. picked the pillum. The pillum, yes. Okay, which punches through spears or shields. Oh, I mean, it would definitely punch through this shield because oh, uh, it's made yeah. of hide. But it's about the redirection. Like it's it's not a shield that you block forward with. It's a shield that you block to the side with, and you just got more space to catch. Um, because an Ishwa would also go through right one of those, as would anything that's remotely sharp enough to puncture skin. Um, so I think... I, I, Chris's duel, you both lose, so I'm not interested in it. Um, it's the spear fight. It's the Pilum versus the Ishwa that I'm interested in, and I feel like the shield gives Chris enough of an advantage to take it. But we don't have shields. It's just spears. Oh no, no, no! It's a it's a combination. If he oh, no. if he gets the Ishwa, then he also gets the shield. You're the one who told him to bring his combo. Well, then I also have the entire Roman Legion kit. N- no, no, that's <laughs> not what you said. Ben keeps trying to play. No, because Jafar keeps, keeps to, changing the rules. He keeps, he keeps adding trying stuff to game to shark this point. duel, he, and I don't appreciate it. Right? Yeah, Ben, you lose this duel on uh, consistent ungentlemanlike behavior, and Chris <laughs> gets the point. Thank you. Also, I'll see you at noon tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yikes. The next match is Chris versus Jafar. All right. Um, whew. I feel like we need to de-escalate a little bit. Um, oh, yes. De-escalation is part of our weapons draft. <laughs> yes. Um, well, if if it's going to be this spicy every single round, um, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> um, so um, says the guy I- who drafted weapons. Well, we all drafted. No, weapons. but you picked the topic. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we've all we've all picked strange things, Ben. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to downsize my blade from a Vorpal sword to a Chris knife. Unfortunately, I can't show it to you and then not kill you. <laughs> but we'll deal with that when we get there. Okay. Well, if you're going to take the Chris knife. I'm going to take the Gundam. Okay. (laughs) We'll keep this even. All right. I was was really hoping that we would get to go Evangelion versus Gundam, but... Yeah. (laughs) Eh. Okay. Good Lord, Mr. Holmes. How were you able to deduce that your weapon was the murder weapon? Most British answer wins. (laughs) 
Okay. Um. Hmm. Good Lord, Mr. Chris. How were you able to tell it was the Chris knife? Yes. Mm. I'm really bad at, at sticking in in a particular accent. Can I do can I do Irish instead? I can at least I can stick in Irish better. Uh, the criteria was very clear. It did okay. specify. <laughs> okay. It said British. Okay. And if it had said most United Kingdom esque, you could have probably probably made an argument I'm for showing North you fair. Ireland. It does say British answer wins. It, it does say most British answer wins. Can confirm. Okay. You can take that strangely warm shotgun shell back. I can do a great, I can do an excellent Georgian accent. I can do a passable Irish accent, but British just wanders all over the place. Chris, just Chris, like the British I can't do accents right, right, for right, shit. Okay, You're fine. Okay. Just, just run with it. Okay. Well, the dead giveaway, Mr. Wayne, <laughs> is that he has stripped off his still suit to the waist and been poked full of holes that looks right about the diameter of a worm's tooth. Chris knife every time. Excellent deductions, yes. What about you, Mr. Jaffer? How were you able to tell it was a Gundam? Elementary, my dear Watson. You see, when we're in space, in the middle of a... <laughs> He's just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I can't do accents. When you're in space... <laughs> <laughs> and you're in the middle of an interplanetary rebellion between a colony and an Earth military. And all of the Earth military are destroyed mobile suits. There's only one thing that possesses that power. It is, of course, the Gundam. <gasps> it's you, a Gundam? It is a Gundam, yes. You can tell because they were all got one giant laser sword hole in them. Right where the pilot is. Every single one. Only one type of weapon can do that. Of course, being the giant laser scythe. Hmm. Well, excellent deductions all around. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you see no damage. No debris floating from any enemy. The only debris found are, of course, uh, the uh, Earth forces that are oppressive and bad more than likely i haven't watched all of this show yet um but it does follow a pattern <laughs> it does follow a pattern <laughs> so safe to assume here uh and the only thing that could withstand enemy firepower of this magnitude is of course gundanium alloy <gasps> so it it must have been a gundam yes yes shouting is my british accent cheers there we go <laughs> Well, good job, gentlemen. Uh, tea time? Tea time, yes. Oh, tea time, yes. Yes. Uh, and then we'll go and steal some artifacts or something. Uh, <laughs> Form the empire. <laughs> but uh, when it comes down to it, uh, really, uh, both of you described the scene of a crime where your weapon was used. Uh, but who was the most Britishy? Well, there's nothing more Britishy than Alfred, so Chris gets the point. <laughs> Thank you, Master Bruce. M- sorry, <clears throat> Master Ben. <laughs> he had a ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you guys seen the Tangerine video? Did I make you watch that? No. It's like a 10 minute long video of somebody just like recutting that particular scene so that Alfred is just saying random nonsense words. Like, it's just like he had a head the size of a tangerine. <laughs> okay. It's, it is, it is wonderful. At a certain point, they like auto tune him and he's like singing tangerine. <laughs> All right. The next match is Jafar versus Ben. <laughs> All right, Chris, reach into the ammo box. All right. <clears throat> oh, well, this is an artillery shell. Nice. All right. Well, okay. Um, it looks like something's been scrawled on onto this, but uh, let's hear your guys' uh, picks. I am going to take the Batarang. And I'm going to take the Mind. Ooh. The Batarang versus the Mind. Okay, I the knew I should have gone weapon. super laser. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ran- randomly choose. You can cut this part out, but I'm, I need to randomly select one of these criterias. Do not throw away your shot at stardom. Pitch a musical about your weapon. All right. So, uh, yeah, there is already a uh, musical that has the Batarang in it. And that is, of course, Holy Musical Batman from Starkid. <laughs> um, which is probably for f- on YouTube for free right now um, because most of their stuff is. Um, with such musical numbers as Dark, Sad, Lonely Night, uh, Rogues Are We, <laughs> uh, Super Friends, and Robin Sucks. Boo. Uh, <laughs> Robin's awesome. I mean, it's like, d- it depends on the Robin a lot. Yeah. I mean, Jason Todd sucked enough that DC fans killed him. Yeah, there's been, I mean, there's been a lot of Robins One. Mm-hmm. And I, I will immediately seed um, Tim Drake is awesome. Dick Grayson is awesome. Um, Cassie Sandmark is awesome. Or yeah. no, that's uh, Wonder Girl. What's her name? Stephan or uh, something Stephanie Kelly Brown. Stephanie Brown. Maybe uh, Cass- it was Cassandra. Cassandra Kane was Batgirl. She wasn't Robin ever. Um, yes. Stephanie Brown, I think. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was great, too. Um, so, I mean, it depends a lot on the Robin. There's also a whole shit ton of contemporary Robins that I don't know because I've stopped reading comics. Yeah, the new one I like a lot. Uh, Damian Wayne? No, not Damian Wayne. There was the, there was a new one. It was a, I forget the kid's name, but it was, uh, a kid who was trying to take down the Penguin and met up with Batman that way. Oh, right. There was like a a comic called Robins for a second. Where yeah. it, it was like a gang of Robins. He didn't end up being like an official Robin. He went on to become known as Lark, I think. But yeah, that was, I think he was um, related to the Canes or something like that. He was either related to the Canes, uh, whatever. <laughs> Let, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, but um, this, you know, uh, Holy Musical Batman has uh, the length of the rogues gallery here. 
you know, so there's lots of people to batarang. Um, we've got evil Sherlock Holmes, evil Mother Goose, um, <laughs> Two Face, Poison Ivy, uh, Joe Chill, uh, you know, Catwoman, uh, evil Huckleberry Finn, uh, Barack Obama, uh, Calendar wait, Man, Commissioner wait, Gordon, <laughs> evil King Arthur, uh, you know, Matches Malone, Mr. Freeze, a guy who illegally downloaded Photoshop. Um, <laughs> wait, Scarecrow, Matches, Matches Malone is Bruce Wayne. What's going egg, on? Egg, egghead, uh, the Riddler, uh, someone who works at TGI Fridays, uh, uh, the Penguin. See, this is making me realize maybe Thomas Batman's Wayne. rogues gallery isn't as deep as we thought. <laughs> and, of course, Chilly Willy. Um. Wait, Chilly Willy like the penguin? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. I really need to rewatch uh, this musical. It's been a long time. It's, I have not seen it, and it sounds wonderful. Um, I feel like um, we know what we're watching next Saturday. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, there is the yeah, lots of people to batarang in that musical, mm-hmm. and uh, you get a really fun effect uh, with cheap theater because you just put the batarang on a wire and you throw it, and you can just bring it back no matter what the actor does. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, fun and mischief to be had there that I really appreciate. So that's uh, Holy Musical Batman is the batarang musical. All right, Ben. Well. Uh, there are also several musicals about the human mind. Uh, chess <laughs> comes to mind, which is a musical about people who play chess. Uh, but I would, uh, I would argue that the mind as a weapon, uh, it's really, it's beyond just chess. And so that is why I would pitch my musical Mind Over Matt, uh, which is, uh, a story about our protagonist, Matthew, who he is going through his life and he is constantly being harassed by um, uh, another person who is laying out incredibly convoluted traps. Think like even more, even more uh, dastardly than Home Alone. Like, hmm. tripwire goes off and a paint can swings one way, and then when you duck past that, oh, nope, there was an oil slick where you were ducking, and so now you fall into a pit. Like, the traps are always one step ahead of you. And hmm. it is just a, a series of Matt always thinking, just when he's almost figured out all these traps, something else happens and something else gets him. And finally he resolves to really just like step up his game and he starts trying to leave traps for the trap layer. And uh, eventually the whole stage is just covered with traps on traps on traps until finally when you think he's set off the last trap, well, one trap goes into another, goes into another, follows down into another and... (gasps) The person who was setting all these traps to begin with is caught. And who is that person, Chris? It's Rube Goldberg. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. 
Yep. Uh, Rube Goldberg, the musical is definitely going to win this one. Um, so. Oh. All right. That's the end of the first round. The next match is Chris versus Ben. Let me reach in here and grab a shell while you guys lock in your picks. All right. I mean, can we take a second just to unpack a Rube Goldberg, like, stage production? Yep. It's too expensive. <laughs> it's too... No, yeah. I mean, it's like a one-night-only affair. Yeah, it um, sounds like something the producers would have put on as, like, the show <laughs> shirt affair. Uh, the thing that, um, like, in terms of, like, close but not quite... Have you guys seen... Um, I think it's called The Play That Goes Wrong? Yes. Yes, I'm thinking they of have something a whole series like that. Of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking of like, oh man. You know what? The music would have to be by OK Go. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Okay. Also, this okay. made me realize Batman, while having a uh, boomerang themed weapon, isn't even the best boomeranger in DC. No, not even close. Captain Boomerang is a much better boomeranger than Batman. But now I really want to see like a boomerang off between Captain Boomerang and Batman where they're just throwing and catching boomerangs at each other. It's just like, at what point did we stop fighting and just start playing catch? (laughs) Captain Boomerang's all like, my dad never made time to play catch with me and Batman just cries. (laughs) You know, boomerangs are originally hunting weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. fair. Uh, what's, or, or Chris, what's your criteria? Or what's your uh, pick? Um, I'm going to keep going down the list. Um, the sharpest blade of all, the one which can cut ideas, Occam's Razor. All right. Ben? And I will take the shotgun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Both of these cut through bullshit in a way. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking of some bullshit, while rummaging through a chest, you find an epic version of your weapon. What happened, her? <laughs> oh. Chris? You well, find an epic version of Occam's Razor. Well, well, what happened, her? See, it, it sounds what? like you're, you're. It sounds like you're pausing to say something after what? found an what epic version her? in a chest. But my brain is just blanking out whatever you're saying. Chris, what happened, her? What happened, her? What, what I, happened, her, Chris? I can tell that I can tell that you're talking, but I just I can't hear it. What um, happened, her? Hmm. <laughs> what happened, her? Chris, what happened to her? I fucking hate you. Chris, so can much. You tell me what happened to her. Shut, uh, yes, I can tell you what happened to her. Shut up. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Chris, I did not write this one. What happened to her is you open a chest. Where you find chests? I don't know. Maybe you and Maul. Maybe Martin you and Maul, Maul you open. Open door, chest, open chest, razor. What happened with razor? Razor, 
Razor's not good for shaving. Not no. not good for shaving at all. No. No. No, what happened here? You you try shave with razor. What happened instead? You cut through your misconceptions. You start off trying to shave your beard. You take off your racism instead. You cut to the root of the problem, not the hair. Figure out how how uh, how fix global warming. What happened here? Unite humanity in peace and love. Spread humanity to the stars. What happened what happen here? What happened here? Uh, Occam Razor, crucial component in faster than light travel, huh? What happened here? After all, after all the progress, what what happened then? What? Convince your friends to stop doing fucking what happened here? Questions. Oh, that's what happened here. Ben. So, like, I opened a chest, and, like, in there, it was, like, a shotgun, but it was, like, better than a normal shotgun, because, like, most shotguns, like, have one barrel, but this one had, like, two barrels, and that's, like, pretty cool. But it's not just a regular two-barrel shotgun. Um, This one's got all, like, neon and vaporwave paint, and it's just, like, oh, it's, like, it looks cool. It's not only uh, effective, it's artistic and, like, Adds a pop to your outfit. Fantastic, Ben. You get the point. <clears throat> you just rewarded loot boxes. I hope you're happy with yourself. There's a chest. Chests yeah. aren't loot boxes. Mm, it was he a did... weapon skin in a chest. That's a loot box. Mm, <laughs> no, it was a different say... weapon. It had an extra barrel. He said he didn't have to. He, he didn't say anything about having to pay to open it. That's that's the key distinction. But like I could have. Do you know who my father is? (laughs) I hate you. Next match is Jafer versus Chris. All right, Jafer, pick it. I'm going to take. Debt. Okay. <laughs> well, um, in order to cut through debt, you're going to have to have a pretty happy we- a heavy weapon, in- indeed. I'm going to take uh, the Buster Sword. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I'm reaching into this uh, ammo box, and I'm pulling out a 90-kilogram rock that I'm hoping your answers will send flying over 300 meters. What? Because that's a trebuchet can throw a three a ninety kilogram rock over three hundred meters. Oh, <laughs> so ran- random set of numbers to have in your head, Ben. Uh, you apparently are not familiar with trebuchet memes. <laughs> um, that is core knowledge. <laughs> they, they're all the rage with the social distancing. Oh shit! <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, uh, I'm. I'm always behind on memes. 
Okay, uh, you've come across a desert community built around your weapon. Describe their culture. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're going to have a um, group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have a couple groups of people, right? Okay. We're going to have, um, we'll, we'll say, uh, three and a half classes of people. We're going to have a lower class, a middle class, and an upper class, right? And the lower class are the people who are on only the receiving end of debt. The middle class group of people, some of them uh, have uh, some of the lower class people in debt in one way or another. Some of them are in, most of them are all in debt to just upper class people, though. And the upper class people are people who are free of debt that oppose the other two, right? Mm -hmm. Because they own everything. And so uh, the weapon here and the culture around it is used in a society um, where everything is revolved around gaining money, right? Um, that being currency, mm. um, otherwise referred to as capital. So we need a catchy name for this type of society. Um, I'm thinking uh, currencyist. Okay. Yeah, that's catchy. Okay. Um, and so um, in this currencyist society... Um, those who use the power of debt um, via currency as a weapon against others to maintain power in society. Uh, and, you know, this leads over the course of time to advances um, in technology that allow them to do it faster, um, either through <coughs> computing um, or more efficiently through um, creating media outlets that then brainwash those people into thinking that they actually want the debt. Um, and it ends up in this, uh, giant cycle of growth, uh, with the occasional recession that seems to disproportionately affect the lower classes, um, and not as much the upper classes, but then when, you know, the society needs to respond the upper class is the one that gets all of the benefit for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it would be like in a society that you had focused around debt sounds fucking tragic doesn't it yeah not a place i would want to live no chris you f what about i mean it's supposed to be in a desert right i mean it, yeah i mean you could really do it anywhere though oh okay okay uh, the, right. the, the desert to me symbolizes isolation more than uh i know i know when you hear desert you think that it has to be about dune so hmm and no, i don't blame more, you for it's, that it's more about precipitation, but uh, okay. Okay, I mean, fair. Uh, I Antarctica's mean, a desert. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Mm hmm. Okay, so Chris, tell us about a world built around buster swords. Mm hmm. Um, I, I, wi I will. I will in a second, but we do have to play the Dune Stinger um, because Jafar mentioned Dune. Okay. So play it. Resident visions. I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood. Mood's a thing for cattle and love play, not fighting. Not in the mood for details. Now you listen to me. Details, and I want them right now. I don't have a job. I have no place to go. You're not in the mood? Well, you get in the mood. Resident visions. Of Dune. Holy shit, guys. They released photos from Dune. 
Oh my god. They did. And they look fucking awesome. Oh, there's really no I can't I can't deliver any more content other than my enthusiasm on this on this topic. They look awesome. I'm super excited for it. That's it. Sorry. That's all I got. Um so so that's that's been Prescient Visions of Dune. I'm super psyched for this movie to come out. But to move on to the topic at hand, um, Ben, mm-hmm. we are simple desert-faring people. Uh-huh. Um, you might ask us, why do you carry such big, big swords? Yes, I might, especially in a desert. And the answer is, um, you know, lots of things in this desert. Um, big, big bugs. Mm. Got to chop those up. Giant sandworms. Those are, you know, got got to have a weapon for those. Um, you want to you want to chop up some steaks from giant animals, you know, plus sized butchery. You gotta <laughs> you you gotta you gotta have a knife. You gotta have a sword that's big enough to chop things. Um, but the real reason that we all carry big, big swords here in the desert. Surf down sand dunes. Mm, that sounds mm-hmm. horribly dangerous. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, but, but very fun. Well, I have to say, uh, I came into this one a little biased because uh, during my, during the, our week off, I did some oppo research and Chris, I found out you lied to us last week. What? Uh, when describing the Buster Sword, you said that it was the sword carried by Cloud, which I believe you described as a soldier first class. Yeah. Cloud is not a soldier first class. Yeah. Wait, what? No. Zack was a soldier first class, and Cloud stole his memories. Hey, oh. spoilers. It's a 20-year-old game. <laughs> okay, but I mean... I wasn't going to, in choosing a weapon, immediately deliver a spoiler about it. No, but you didn't have to add your your lies or uh, the thing that you don't know if you don't go to a special place in the middle of the game uh, to find out that none of Cloud's memories are real. <laughs> uh, but that was ben. just a thing I found yeah, out. No, um, yeah, that, huh. Ben. Yeah, I never really thought about it, but I guess... I guess you're right, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, I would re- I've never played I would this remind game, you so kindly, was... Ben, that you finished the game before hitting that village. For you, there is no real truth. <laughs> you, ble- you blew up the reactor and you called it good. That's true. So Cloud, to you, is, is a soldier first class. Yep, and Biggs and Wedge are always alive. <laughs> um, no, but... uh. When the when the choice comes between uh, a admittedly uncomfortable world where you're carrying around a giant sword uh, that I'm sure gets incredibly hot in the sun, uh, but also mixed with the extreme sport of sand dune sword surfing versus just the hellscape Jafar described, <laughs> um, I'm taking the world where I, if I fall uh, sand surfing once, I die. <laughs> so Chris gets the point. Thank you. Uh, currency of society doesn't sound uh, like a fun place to live, Ben. No, not particularly. 
I think that there's another name for that. Um, it's escaping me right now. Yeah. But yeah, I can't um, think of anything. Yeah, I don't know. All right, the next match and last before the finals is Ben versus Jaffer. All right. Gentlemen, lock in your picks. All right, I will take the Dusak. Ooh, that's a, <sighs> that's a good weapon to parry with, Ben. But can you parry the Super Laser? <laughs> it depends on the anime, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's reach into this uh, ammunition case. We're, we're kind of scrounging the bottom. Uh, okay, looks like I've got a, a 22 round, pretty small. Oh, okay, good. The, the the what's inscribed on here is 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 pretty contained. Which is mightier? Probably the sword. Let's see. Haiku for your pick. That's right, gentlemen. It's time for poetry corner. Okay. Then you start us off. All right. Wood and leather clash. One day, wood gives way to steel. Time to see the sky. Ooh. Lovely. uh, For everybody at home, one of my favorite Dusak plays is called uh, uh, See the Sky, where you parry somebody's uh, attack and then break their neck. (laughs) (laughs) You just drop your sword and just crack. (laughs) (laughs) Which is like, in terms of sword fighting moves, that is a Dwight from the office level move. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're really turning heads with that poem, Ben. (laughs) Oh, parry the strike, drop your sword, snap his neck. <laughs> that does sound really Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite scenes from The Office is where Jim makes Dwight attack himself by asking him what the response is to all of his karate moves. <laughs> I haven't seen that show, so. I'm just laughing out of uh, empathy. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's that's legit. Humans are social animals. Yeah. All right, Jafar, what's your poem? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a spoiler warning for Star Wars here. Okay. If you haven't seen Star Wars: A New Hope, you should probably shouldn't listen to this poem I'm about to read. Oh, hello, princess. Charter a ride to your home planet? Oh. Oh, 
I'm sorry. Um, I think you might have done too many syllables in the middle. Charter a ride to your, oh, home. It was charter a ride to your home. Sorry. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, hmm. This one's tough. These are both very good. Um, albeit Ben's is pretty niche. Um, you have to know do sock plays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I also know the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hmm. I guess I'll have to go uh, looking at the criteria, which is mightier, the the pen or the sword or the sword or the space. I mean, space lasers beat everything. Uh, not X-Wings. Pointedly, well, not X-Wings. <laughs> pointedly, a shit ton of X-Wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they destroy... An old, untold number of X-Wings. Yeah. Thing about Death Star, it got smaller lasers all over it. Turbo yeah, but lasers. I need one Wedge Antilles. <laughs> um, uh, oh, look. The uh, chosen one of the Force and the one of the best pilots who ever lived survived this attack. <laughs> it must be terrible against this ship. No, they literally were one of like four ships to survive that motherfucker. And they sent, what, 20-something? Not yeah. good. Regardless, I will say, Ben, I think that technically you had the better haiku. But I think space lasers win. Boo. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a little mad right now, because last time when we did Poetry Corner and I had the wrong number of syllables, I was summarily dismissed. Jafar <laughs> got to fix his... <laughs> I just misspoke. Hey. Regardless, the finals are Chris versus Ben. All right. I mean, are you still angry, Ben? Are you still salty, considering that you've made the finals? I mean, it, that has no, no bearing on the, the, the rules of the poetry corner, but I, I do understand the, the, the super laser is... Uh, is the more powerful weapon. I mean, if you could break a super laser's neck, I think you would have won, Ben. <laughs> but I tried to break the, the Death Star by twisting its neck, and I couldn't find a neck. So That's true. Yeah. It's, that also makes it impervious to the Vorpal Sword. <laughs> That's true. Death Star impervious to Vorpal Swords. <laughs> All right. Chris, what's your pick? Um, I think you pick first. No, no, you pick first, Chris. I pick first? Okay, mm -hmm. yep. sorry. I will uh, finish off my list. I'm going with Evangelion. Okay, and I will take the shotgun again. You're not going to take the flail? No. Um, even though that was your uh, part of your uh, almost completely banned gambit? Nope, I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that close to my heart, along with okay. the 
the sword chucks and the gun chucks and the rest of my nunchuck based uh hey. Uh, yeah. draft list. Honestly, I'll... I would I would have allowed you to draft sword chucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I miss if your theater. That was a lot if, of fun. If your opponent tries to use sword chucks, you let them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The criteria for the finals is feel that rumbly in your tumbly. That's because it's the Hunger Games. You aren't sent a you are sent a bag. With your weapon and two granola bars. Why will you win? Chris, you get sent an Evangelion and two granola bars. You've well, got 23 other teenagers to kill, I believe. Depending okay. on what point in the Hunger Games. Yeah, 12 districts. Everyone puts in two kids. Mm-hmm. So you're one of mm-hmm. them. So 24. Yeah, so 20. Yeah, 23 other kids to kill. <laughs> Okay. Um and and you do have the benefit of because it's the Hunger Games you are a teenager thus you are allowed to pilot an Evangelion. Good, good. I, yeah. I'm, oh, okay. I'm I'm not going to loophole that shit. That's not entirely true. <laughs> the second book uh they bring back previous champions. Mm. Yeah, they do. Mm. Um, so I believe yeah, Katniss is the only teenager in the second book. Yeah, the first book was better. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. Regardless, um, do you know what one thing I won't have to worry about, by the way? Listening to it, Prince's it, 1999 in the year 2000, <laughs> thus causing a paradox known as Second Impact? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I won't have to worry about that. You're right. Okay. Um, but uh, another thing that I won't have to worry about um, is hunger in the Hunger Games because if a bag is big enough to hold an Evangelion, those granola bars are pretty fucking big. <laughs> oh, no, they're normal-sized granola bars. You might not even find them in the bag. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I had I had a nice lunch before I started these Hunger Games. Um, I mean, you hop in an Evangelion, right? Yeah. You, uh, you piloting it. Um, you breathing goo. Fighting weird monsters and i guess teenagers just um, teenagers it's the hunger games yeah okay, i'm not you're fighting just teenagers you're fighting... are weird monsters to be absolutely clear but, that's true but that's neither here nor there i mean I, in a world in a that world. contains <laughs> that contains both the hunger games and evangelion I'm going to bet that Apocalypse is right around the corner anyways. So maybe we're doing the Hunger Games and then in the middle of the Hunger Games, um, weird angel monsters start attacking. Get your third impact on. <laughs> third impact. Um, I, I'm in my I'm in my Evangelion, um, which is a super sweet robot that's gooey on the inside. And um, it's pretty cool. And not only do I survive the Hunger Games, but I survived the apocalypse. In fact, I am the only living human being. I didn't just survive the Hunger Games. I survived, like, the Universal Hunger Games. That's the Hunger Games where everybody's playing and only one person wins. Okay, Chris. Um, I feel pretty satisfied with your response. Um, I just want to know how you're getting in that damn thing. 
Um, well, they have some autonomy, so I'd probably just like ask it to pick me up and hope that I don't get smooshed on the way up. Um, but I'm assuming that it's, you know, if I'm able to pilot it, it's probably cool with me. So, yeah, if you're able to pilot it, then that means that it's made from your mom. So. Yeah. Wait, what? Ah! Is that part of the show? Yeah, that's part of the show. All the Evangelians are made with the pilot's moms. Okay. <laughs> weird show. Fuck, man. It is. It's a been weird long show. enough. It's been long enough that I don't even know if he's if he's joking. <laughs> no, that's or if he's or no, if that's, that's the, the truth. Thing. No, that's a whole thing. That's um because um. That's why Ray and Shinji can pilot each other's Evangelions, but Asuka's the only one who can pilot O2. <laughs> uh. Because um, Ray is a clone of Shinji's mom, and so she is the Evangelion. Yeah. No, it's a whole thing. But then... It's in there. Because she's a clone, <laughs> it's considered she's considered to be a child of, despite it being the same person, genetically speaking, because it's a soul relationship, not a genetic relationship. Okay. Ben, yeah. you really should watch this. P- hard no. I, I, know, <laughs> I know it sounds bad. I've been actively but... <laughs> trying to not tell it to Ben. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Like, I'm trying to... I always try to pull the most batshit part of Evangelion whenever we talk about it, <laughs> just to further deter his interest. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I mean Evangelion uh 3.0 plus 1.0 should be coming out it like got delayed. either it got delayed. It got delayed, but it it should be coming out either like like the end of this year or or sometime no, next no, year. No, Chris, because it no, it, it got delayed indefinitely. Like they announced it like a week ago. No, well they they okay, so it was supposed to be done this summer. And then they had to stop working on it because something is happening in the outside world that isn't affecting us here in the bunker. I know that. But regardless, that means that it is about five months from being finished. <laughs> if it was on track before it was delayed. I promise it wasn't. Okay, that's fair. So for my turn, uh, how hard is it to uh, pilot an Evangelion? Uh... I don't think it's very hard as long as you're compatible okay i didn't know if it was along the same lines as a gundam where it's like you have it's like piloting a commercial airliner and you have to know what all of the buttons do no it's super instinctual and the evangelion helps you pilot it because it's your mom mom, okay (laughs) (laughs) just to drive that point home further well one one advantage i think i'll have is if you're in the hunger games uh I think something that might stand out is a giant stories tall robot showing up. Uh, and that might draw a lot of attention to you. Plus, as Chris said, it also is part of a separate, different apocalypse that's happening. I've just got one apocalypse to deal with. And now I've got a shotgun, which is leaps and bounds beyond the uh, the weaponry that uh, the other kids in the Hunger Games have. So now I'm an I'm an adult with a shotgun. Uh, I I think I've got a pretty good chance of winning this Hunger Games, which is the only rule. Uh, and I'm not worried about some. Did, did Chris say angels? Yeah, but they're not what you think. 
Okay, and my mom didn't get turned into a robot. Uh, so really, at the end of this, I think I'm coming out way ahead. Mm. I mean, Ben, if you win, you still live in a dystopian future. Yeah, but you get a super sweet house and everything you could ever want is taken care of. Hmm. I get a super sweet big giant robot. Yeah, but everyone's dead. And also, I dissolve into goo, I think. No, everyone else dissolved into goo. Except, yes. Except for the redhead you had a crush on. But that's also yep. because, well, I guess, you know, she was also in an Evangelion. It's, it's hard to say. Uh-huh. Well, you know, it's easy to say shotgunning children. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> They're punks, and you got a shotgun. <laughs> Do you have 24 rounds of ammo, or 23 rounds of ammo is the real question. Well, I'm assuming at the point where I'd get the shotgun, you lose about a third of them in the opening melee. It's uh, true. So all I really need is, you know, some level of attrition, maybe, you know, 15, 16 rounds. Okay. That's, yeah, I mean, that's reasonable. And most of mm-hmm. the weapons in the Hunger Games are melee weapons, so I'm at a distinct advantage. It's true. I mean, and it's an I guess actual technically shotgun, giant, not a video game <laughs> shotgun. <so>. Yes, <laughs> I guess technically a giant robot is a melee weapon, <laughs> but I also, but I also don't have to reload it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, just for reference, here's what angels look like in Evangelion. Ben, there's a handful of them. Those don't look like angels yeah. at all. They what, have you, nearly enough eyes. <laughs> Yep. Some no, of them have just called. Some of them have plenty of eyes. Trust me. <laughs> some of them are very weird. <laughs> oh, did you see? By the way, that th- you can now get a Evangelion Tamagotchi. <laughs> I did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jafar. Who are you picking? So, as far as uh, let's see. Why will you win the Hunger Games? Well, you both have a really good chance of winning the Hunger Games. Um, I would say that victory is assured for both of you with these weapons. <laughs> um, so I have to look at uh, your life after them in order to draw any kind of uh, semblance of actual victor. And Ben might live in an oppressive, uh, hyper-autocratic state. Uh, probably the form of some form of currency as I'm gone mad. Uh, and for that, he seems a lot more comfortable than Chris having to swim around in the goo made out of all of the people that he just killed on the planet. So no, I didn't. I didn't kill them. Oh no, that's the angels. Well, you, yeah, but that was you piloting, and it's it's still a lot of people goo. And to be honest, you don't have a shower left because you're on Antarctica for some reason. So taking all yes, that into but- mind. But swimming in an ocean of people goo is like hugging everybody you've ever known and loved. Um, there's actually evidence in the anime to support that theory. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm never watching this show. <laughs> if you assume that the ep- events of the last episode are Shinji's perspective of what happens in the end of Evangelion... Uh, at the very end and that's just playing out in his mind while the world is melting then yeah uh chris actually has a leg to stand (laughs) on there um 
I'm, not enough of a leg, though. Not enough of a leg. I'm still giving it to yeah. Ben. Yeah. Uh, yay. <laughs> I won by shooting kids with a shotgun. This is horrible. All I'm Just saying another is another episode of our podcast. Chris, it's time e- to pick a topic for next week. Uh, Evangelion killed way more teenagers. Just saying. Oh, for um, sure. Well, all of them. All of them, yes. <laughs> um, you know what? We do a lot of nerdy things um, on this podcast. A lot of different areas. Say what? A lot of different areas no, no, of no, nerd. No, no, like this, Ben. Say what? Say what? No, no, Ben. Ben, you're doing it wrong. It's it's like this. Say what? 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 Say what? What 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 That is the most obtuse joke reference I've ever made on this podcast. Yep. I know the first part was clone high. Yeah, it's there's a clone high Evangelion mashup thing on YouTube that has like five hundred views, but it's one of my favorite videos of all time. Okay. Um, Chris, you got a topic, though. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we've we've delved into a lot of different areas of nerddom. And while we have ta- touched on this kind of tangentially, we've never made it the outright focus. I think next week we should draft anime. Okay. All right. We're drafting anime next week. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, you can just call it Animu instead. I think I know five anime. This will be fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be weaving it up next week. Until then, Chris, yep. you want to take us out? Absolutely. Thanks, as always, to the Kickstand Band, whose song, How It Feels, is the perfect music to swim in an ocean full of people goo. And feel free to shoot us an email at draftuniverse at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what anime you enjoy. Facebook.com slash draftuniverse on Twitter at draftuniverse, where you can interact with us and our social media manager, Keith, there. Uh, let us know how you would win the Hunger Games and kill a bunch of teenagers for your favorite anime. We'll see you next week, Internet. <laughs> There's a lot of teenager death in this one. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>